1: Young Adulting Podcast. What's up? Welcome back. My name is Tyler. I'm going to be hosting today. I'm really excited about today in particular because I'm joined by two very special people and uh, we're going to get into all that they bring to the table in just a few moments. But I want to welcome you. If you're in your car listening, hopefully not watching on YouTube, welcome. It's going to be a great conversation. We had sessions just last Sunday. Sessions was an opportunity that we have as a young adults community to go a little bit deeper in conversations that we don't always get the opportunity to have here on a Thursday night. And last week, we talked about purpose, we talked about calling, talked about leadership. And today I'm excited joined by Pastor Brandon Cato, who sits on our senior leadership team here, Christ Fellowship spent 20 plus years in the corporate world building, leading, managing teams, and now in full-time ministry, and we have uh, Brittany Wilson, who also sits in a position to help develop leaders here at the church, also bringing years and years from the corporate world, and so a lot of value today, and I'm excited about this uh, podcast in particular because we've gathered questions. uh, At our time with Sessions, we asked, what are some questions uh, in our community? What are some questions we have around purpose, around calling, around career, around leadership, and we're going to spend the bulk of our time today just kind of spitballing and kind of stabbing some of these questions, and and I love it because it's speaking out of expertise and experience, and so I would love to just jump into the uh, questions for today from Sessions. Shameless plug, if you haven't watched Sessions, you can go back on our YouTube channel, cf.youngadults, and tune in there, watch back, replay it, share it, comment, like it, subscribe, you know the whole thing. (laughs) First question is this. Pastor Brent, can you answer this? It is... Best books on Christian leadership,
2: leadership, et cetera. Well, Tyler, first things, this is awesome to be here. I had a great time at Sessions and just so encouraged by by everyone asking the questions and leaning in saying, hey, what do I do? What do I do Mm -hmm. now? What do I do next? But um, I would love to just take the word Christian out of there because (laughs) when I think of a lot of the books that have impacted me, not all of them would be labeled Christian books. I think we can find leadership all over the place. Um, I remember as a as a young young guy trying to figure it out, reading Maxwell's book for the first time, Developing the Leader Within You, and then the one that came right after that, Developing the Leader Around You. Maxwell's got a truckload of leadership yeah. books you can learn from. One of the most recent one uh, is The 360 to Leader. So, so that's a great book. Um, but I, I want to just talk on something that really just came to me a few years ago, and that is um, leading from a, a position of servant, yeah. of servant leadership in I read a book um, called Excellence Wins by Horst Schulze. He's a oh, developer of Great Ritz book. Hotels. Amazing book, really because I watched him elevate the leadership of his entire organization by, by how he trusted and how he empowered and how he served the team. One of the things he did in that book that just blew me away is that he went to every launch and personally infuse the culture of what he wanted so next level. by going there himself and doing that now he could have had anybody he wanted but that was his way to serve that team and know that when he walked away from there he gave them everything he had so that they could succeed i think about D. N. turner with chick-fil-a another another corporation that's made for profit yep. but we we hear it, Ch- christian chicken but <laughs> the reality I'm is it's, <laughs> it's a court, it's a corporate world um, business that's made for money, made to make money, you know? And, and I think about Dean Turner's book, bet on talent. And one of the things she wrote in that book was, um, the way she serves the customer is by serving her team first and the overflow of serving her team serves the customer every single time. And I was like, man, that blows me away. Cause I coming from corporate world. It was like the customer's always first. The customer's always right. The team has to just suck it up and get tough and serve the customer. And she's like, no, serve the team and you'll serve the customer yeah. better than you could ever do on your own. Um, I think about secretive teams where you just, you see the elevation of a team as they start to work together and serve each other and the team elevates, which then the corporation or the church elevates. It's amazing. And then another one I would just say um, is recently I was reading one that was just self-leadership. And some of these I read for me personally, like how do I develop my own personal lead? How do I That's lead that. myself well? Yeah. Myself better, and we were talking before the podcast of something simple like drinking thirty ounces of water a day. Like I had right to, now. I had right to now. put that into practice, and it was hard, but I started seeing the benefits of that. And it was, it was fifteen secrets of highly successful people, and one of them, their whole bit was just on drinking water. And so I'll read some of those type of books, but um, yeah, those are some great books on leadership, and and I try to read the books that um, that I can pull nuggets from here and there, and. For me personally, if I'm going to make a leadership decision or any kind of decision, I go to Proverbs. And I know that's cliche, it's Bible, it's all that. But really, that's the book of wisdom. And there's so much wisdom in that book. And I'll camp out in a chapter. If I'm reading through there and I get to like one chapter and I feel like, man, there's more in there, I may spend three or four or five days in a row reading that same chapter over and over again because I I don't feel like I got what I needed from there to move on. And honestly, I've seen God give me so much clarity and wisdom by reading that. I'll read all 30 days' worth of Proverbs, mm. 30 days, 30 chapters. But it really just brings me into focus and helps me get back into a with... Um, and that works for corporate or ministry world. So... So good,
1: so good. That leads really into this question I want to ask you. you know, this is coming from really a college-age student. A 23-year-old writes in and says this. It's, it's hard living at home at 23 making big life decisions such as career mm-hmm. and jobs. I want to honor my parents and respect them. There's, so there's tension here. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes they want to control my decision-making, and it makes it so difficult to listen to the Holy Spirit directing me. And here's the question. How should I go about speaking to them about
2: this? I love, love the question. I love the heart of the question, too, because yeah. they're, they're weighing out the, the tension of the Holy Spirit pulling them in one direction, but the parents pulling in another. And I, Coming from a parent who's had these conversations, I would say sometimes from the parent's perspective, they just don't understand. Like, I don't have the full picture. I don't have clarity on what you're talking about. So from the 23-year-old, the I would say take it slow but set up a time where you can have this conversation and don't feel like you have to finish the conversation in one sit down and it may not come out perfect. It doesn't have to be, but just the, just the fact that you'll sit down and ask them and say, Hey mom, dad, or however that works out. I would love to have a conversation about what I think God's asking me to do. Because if you sit down with them and the Holy spirit is calling you to do this, the Holy spirit's going to give you wisdom and give you the words to say. And I I would just say practically write it out, like write the whole conversation out. So they, And tell them, say, look, I'm not prepared to, to have this, but I want to read to you everything that I've put down. The Holy Spirit's really given me some clarity and direction, and I want you to support it. I want you to be behind me, but I want you to have all the details. And a lot of times, that's the parents where they're hesitant. They don't yeah. have the details. So they're they're seeing, oh, this could go really bad, or this could go really wrong, or I really want you to do this. And, and, and I would just say, I don't want to get six, seven, eight, ten years into something and then have to start over. And your parent is not going to want you to do that either. They're going to be like, man, if I look back on some of the conversations I've had now with parents whose kids went through that, they're like, if I only knew. I never knew. I didn't know that was their passion. I didn't know that's what they want to do. I didn't know. So we have to sit down. We have to, the 23-year-old has to sit down and say, look, we're going to have a series of coffee conversations. And I'm going to read to you what I've written down. I would love for you to process that. Ask me any questions and then give me some time to come back. And don't rush it. Slow down. So good.
1: I'm so encouraged by by this question, a 23-year-old yeah. saying, and I feel Holy Spirit speaking to me. Yeah. He's guiding me, directing me, and I want to honor my parents. Yeah. Like, I don't want to so just important. brush what they're saying off. I don't want to be the kid that doesn't have, like, I, I want both. And so yeah. I think that's so practical, and, and I'm just really encouraged that these are the kind of questions that are coming in. It leads us really kind of into the, the next question. Uh, Brittany, would love for you to uh, answer this. The question came in and says, Does God usually provide a clear picture of our calling? Or do you often find that it requires some work to find the calling? Is it, is it crystal clear? Is it is it always dropped down right in front of me? Do I got to work for it? Is it both? Is it right? What would you say?
0: First of all, thanks yeah. for having me. I really appreciate um, getting the opportunity to sit at this table with you two gentlemen. And um, I would say that it's probably both. Yeah. There are for sure going to be people that have had their crystal clear calling on their life. They've known it. And they're, you know, have pushed full steam ahead in that. Obviously, fleshing out that call- calling is one thing, but For there sure. are going to be people that I feel like it, it does come very clearly to them and probably at an earlier age than yeah. others. And um, I would encourage you there's nothing wrong if it doesn't come like that. Um, yeah. I think uh, oftentimes it takes time to work through and flesh out and, you know, any first job we walk into, our first big decision we make is not your end game. That's yeah. not probably where your career or your life will end. That That's so your yep. first step in the direction of working this process out over the course of, of your lifetime. Um, I think along the way, you'll have successes and failures. Mm-hmm. Um, successes will help you realize what you're really good at. And, and that's an important thing to learn. I feel like I wish I would have learned a decade ago like to like walk in what i was really good at and not try to like step into other yeah. people's areas and you know comparison game can get the best of all of us mm-hmm. so um i think you know using your failures as as learning lessons um and then continually monitoring your successes and and working out what your skill sets are and what you're good at um will help you move towards your calling i think um, obviously if we're a Christ, if we're a Christian, we're Christ followers, we have a mutual calling across the board that transcends right. our profession. It right. transcends, you know, whether we're in ministry or in corporate America or whatever, we're called to love God, love people. We're yes. called to, to reflect Jesus in all that we do. And, um, there's ways you can do that in the corporate world without, you know, bait, beating everybody's door down and hitting yep. them over the head with Bibles. Yeah. You know, there's subtle ways yeah. of, you know that people will notice that you're doing something different than the average person, you know, yeah. around you. Um, and so I feel like that's important. Um, I love, I went back and watched sessions cause I was not there so good. and Ryan, pastor Ryan's four questions that, that he great. posed for everybody to continue to ask, you know, what do I love? What does the world need? what am I good at and what Mm -hmm. can I get paid for? And that as we answer those, we get closer to our calling. And I think, you know, calling is more around discovering your purpose than finding your profession. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as we ask those questions, I don't think that's a one-time answer, you know, as your assignment changes, because we all know our assignments are going to change several times throughout our lifetime. um, How do we continually ask those questions to make sure we're staying in alignment and, you know, operating in our gift set and, and doing what God has called us to do, um, I look, you know, what I love about getting asked to do things like this that stretches me and pulls me out of my comfort zone is it causes me to reflect. And as I looked at those four questions, and I looked back over my career thus far, I went, whoa, there are for sure times that those were not where they should have been, and or one creeped up ahead of the other. And I think about, you know, times where I started to climb a corporate ladder and realized that, i didn't think pay mattered but then it kind of started to matter and and where did that lead me it led me out of alignment and out of my calling and um into an area that i i wasn't as good at to be quite Mm. frankly um you know when pastor brandon just shared the bet on talent of you know in order to serve the customer serve Mm -hmm. the team first and i do feel called to serve the team so that they can serve a customer um that is where my sweet spot is um I worked for nine years in HR, which is truly that type of a position where, you know, in healthcare, if I could, my, my mentality was if I could make the environment better for the nurses, they're going to take better care of the patients. Mm -hmm. And now here at Christ Fellowship, I'm, I'm shifting into like, if I can help people find their calling and develop themselves so that they can go, you know, do ministry and minister, you know, do that front facing frontline ministry, you know, I do feel that calling. So although my assignment has shifted from corporate America to ministry Mm -hmm. that calling to like serve the team is still so apparent but the times that the end of my time in my last role was stepping out of that and that's where I felt a disconnect from Mm -hmm. I wasn't fulfilled Mm -hmm. I was you know things were draining me that typically wouldn't drain me you know and so it's just continually asking those questions so that we can continue to flesh out our calling
2: so helpful so helpful pastor brandon want to add anything yeah uh, Brittany, that's great um i think the same thing you know like if i look back at me as a 20 22 23 year old kid if god would have handed me an envelope and said here's your calling i would have spent the rest of my life trying to figure out how to get there mm-hmm. instead god put me in position where i could start develop in skill sets and use these things and he put me in different positions so that I enjoyed corporate world. I loved it for 25 years. It was one of my absolute favorite things to do to get up in the morning. But now I can look back and connect the dots and say, oh, God, I see what you were doing there. Like you needed me to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, because if it would have all been at one time, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. And I think that's one thing that, you know, I would love for a young person to take away from this or somebody who's, you know, been in a career and maybe doesn't like it trying to figure out is. God's not going to give you more than you can handle at one time. Scripture tells us that. But he's also not going to put you in a position to where you feel like overwhelmed. I have to figure it out. He's going to bring you on the journey. And he's going to keep showing you and revealing different nuggets to you along the yeah, way yeah, that you, you can grow and be ready. I don't think I had a full, clear picture until I was about 38 Wow, of what my calling was. But it was that, that series of dot connections of like, so God, oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. And then he kind of said, okay, here it is. This is what you can do now. And that now changes all the time. So there's other assignments. I love that you said that because your calling may not always be the same assignment. My assignment has changed so many times. (laughs) And I think the pressure that, you know, the generation behind me feels and the generation behind that feels is I have to know now everything and have that decision made. And I've got to work everything I got to get there. That's just not that's that's just not true. Because you're going to experience lots of things. And I would say if you're stuck in one of those, change. Yeah. Like, make a change. But um, I, I do love the question. I love that we're asking this and talking about this because I think that this is, this is a great place for people to start asking some of those questions and figure out what God has for them now. Use it where you're at. Start using your gifting where you're at to influence the, the assignment that you're in right now and then just start looking, making notes, because God's gonna reveal to you and connect the dots that all of this was part of building up to your calling. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I, you we keep using the word like journey, you know, yeah. and
1: like you're talking about connecting the dots, and although the the, the front-facing part of maybe being 23, going like, what's my calling might be like blurry, yep. you're talking about like, well, when I look back, it was clear, so like the look yeah. back was crystal clear, Right. going like, oh, right. this is connected and, and it all fits together um, and I just, I just love that. I think that's super encouraging. It's helpful. Uh, Pastor Barry, why don't you lean into this question as, as we move forward? We're still talking about calling, yeah. about purpose. Uh, we dipped into it a little bit with, with the first question, uh, but this one is written like this. It says, how can you best navigate uh, when others don't support your purpose? Uh, in other words, what if your family and friends, they don't understand maybe a specific call to, to church ministry or uh, to maybe join armed forces or to start a business and people in your life aren't supporting you. So it's similar. We're really talking about navigation, kind of dealing with yep. um,
2: different opinions. Yep, absolutely. You know, you're going to always encounter people that aren't going to yeah. agree with what you what you're planning or what you want to do. I think what's helpful is to not come at it from a, like, you know we can kind of bow up and be like, "Well, how could you not how do you not understand?" Instead, I would come out like, "Man, help me understand why that's a question for you." Yeah. Like I'm at peace with this decision. I really I really feel a lot of peace and clarity around this. That God's calling to calling me to this or has this next step for me to go. Can help me understand what. And a lot of times you will find out it's it's a lack of clarity. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're questioning your passion for that or they're questioning or, or I'm just going to say it could be selfish. Like there could yeah. be things in there that impact them that they're not ready to because it's not their calling and God hasn't given them peace on that. So when you talk to friends and family, it, there's concerns, there's unknowns. So you, you mentioned, um, military that, that's a, that's a lot of unknown in that. And that's a tension that I've actually had to meet with parents and kids and pray through that as a, and sitting in a pastoral seat of, um, the parents are really, they're scared. Yeah. They're scared for their child that we don't know what's going to happen. We've seen that in mm-hmm. this world and we never know. But I would say, but we don't know that no matter what you do. Yeah. There's always a risk and, and it's really God's plan and, and you're in his hand. So I would say go into those conversations, asking questions, seek to understand what their disconnect is or what their issue is or what their challenge is with that and let it be a conversation. Yeah. You would be amazed what God can do with that conversation and turn it into a pastoral opportunity or a an opportunity that actually points them back to Jesus and be like, man, how in the world do you have this much peace and clarity knowing this is what you're supposed to do next? And then you can share that. It's different for each one of us. Mm-hmm. For me, I know what my story is. Brittany, you know what your story is. Tyler, you know what your mm-hmm. story is. So other people aren't going to understand our story. Right. When I made the step out of corporate world into ministry world, I had to answer that question 500 times. <laughs> Everybody was that. thought I was crazy, Nuts, right? <laughs> but I would, I just had to say, man, I don't. I God has changed what I'm passionate about. He changed my love. I loved what I got to do for 25 years. I wouldn't trade one minute of it because I can see it prepared me for where He has yeah. me now. And I think that's that's how you handle those conversations. Going seeking questions. Be be not on guard, be down, be like, Man, I don't understand. I would love to know more about why you feel that way or so.
0: I love what you said. On the previous question about not making it a one-time conversation. Right. I feel like so many times we walk into conversations and we're like, we're going to get our point across. Like we are ready. So true. From I got my 15 points Mm -hmm. right here, and you're going to hear every last one of them before I finish this conversation because I'm going to convince you that this is right. And even just when you're talking to your parents, when you have people that are questioning decisions you're making, and it's good to have that information. Like you want to be able to articulate you know, your, yep. what you're feeling and what you're sensing God is leading you to. And, um, you know, you want to be able to articulate that so you don't look like you have no idea what you're doing. Yep. Um, but having it open-ended and no walking into conversation number one, knowing this is not the last conversation. This is the start. Yeah. And we're going to keep this going. And I'm not going to come into this conversation, you know, ready to prove my point. I'm going to seek. I love how you said, like, seek to understand, lead with questions, you yep. know, and you know, the best way to get anywhere is by listening and, and that will give you more bullet points to add to your arsenal. Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> but
1: so good. Listeners, are you writing this down? <laughs> if you're not writing this down because you're driving, good for you. Go back, <laughs> listen to this again, write some some of these down, keep them in a journal, refer back to them. This is really practical stuff. Uh, let's let's move on to the next question. Um, Brittany this is a great question I hear this a lot with with young adults another decision making kind of question question as stated says this what do I do when I'm praying to, to God and asking him to open doors and close doors for me I don't have a clear answer about what he wants me to do praying for open doors praying for closed door I don't really know what do I do
0: right um so that's that's always a great question because I think there's two sides to things. There's the people that like, everything's a sign, right? You know, the, yeah. it rained today and that means <laughs> yeah. that God is leading me this yeah. way. You yeah. know what I mean? And then there's the ones that there, there's some of us at times where we're so you know focused on our own self that we are missing signs and God mm-hmm. is like, hello, I don't know how many, how much harder totally. I can slam this door totally. and you keep running into it. Mm-hmm. And so how do we balance that yeah. to like not overthink everything? I'm an overthinker. You can ask my husband, I am an overthinker, and so um, so I can get caught up in this easily. So I just think through like specific times in my life when I f- I started to feel like the sense that something was stirring. You know what what does that mean? And so you know, stepping into okay, first of all, what does this mean? Like I'm feeling something. So I think through like when I just made the decision to step out of corporate America. That's it was like wasn't a huge decision. Huge decision. Huge, huge I decision. <laughs> mean, Thirteen yeah. years I stayed. At, I was at wow. one place. Yeah. You know that was. I got married. I, I yeah. met Kevin. You know what totally. I mean. As the week I started working here, you wow. know, so I, aside from like these people had walked me through my biggest steps of my life. You know, I, I met my husband. I got married. I had my kid at the hospital. I worked at like you wow. know everything. Those are some doors. All yeah, all my sure. major. Yeah, yeah. You know, I you know had relationships that I had built, and these people literally like arm in arm with me through mm-hmm. life's mm-hmm. biggest chapters thus far, but. You know, I got to the point where I felt something was going on, and I remember we went on vacation, um, Carrington spring break vacation, and I was like, I need this vacation. Like, I'm, you know, I'm working long hours. I feel like I haven't seen my family. Like, this is going to be so refreshing. And, of course, we went on a cruise, which is great because there's, like, no cell phone service, so it is, like, uninterrupted family time. And I got back thinking, like, I'm going to be refreshed. I'm going to be rejuvenated, ready to, like, hit the ground running. And I came back not settled. Like, it wasn't that. It was – wow, I really love spending time with my husband and my daughter, and I just don't get that well, in mm-hmm. where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And I miss, you know, the times of, like, I left at 5 o'clock, and I left at 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I could go serve with Kevin. You know, obviously, we, we've been a part of this church for so many years, and so many years of my life was right next to him in student ministries every Wednesday night, taking a week off to go serve in Belgrade. You know, yeah. that was my life. And then I, I started to shift um my career path and it that had to like set back and Mm -hmm. and then i've i got into the season of like oh my goodness any time i serve and have to put carrington in kids ministry that's me not getting time with carrington and Mm -hmm. so everything was like just so unsettled and so uneasy so i'm like okay god what are what are you doing in this like i'm not refreshed like i'm now i'm more stressed out than i was before i went because now i'm thinking something big's coming but God didn't like drop it on my plate the next day. Like Mm -hmm. you walk into a season of waiting Mm -hmm. and leaning into the seasons of waiting is so important and not rushing the season of waiting like that. Those are the most important times. And um, I think through like the processing that went in and, you know, it was praying with Kevin, it was prayer and fasting. Like, okay, God, I know something is coming. What is that? Super practical. Um, yep. You know, what does that look like? It happened, of course. I, I said we it was a spring break trip, so of course the church always goes into our season of prayer and fasting yep. right before Easter. I'm like, okay, God, I know what I'm, I know what I'm going for this time. What does that look like? And you know, the unity between my husband and I, like together, like f- feeling this sense. I feel like the e- clearest picture of an open door is unity. Like that's mm-hmm. so powerful. You know, like if yeah. you, like I remember Pastor Brandon was sharing on, at sessions, like when you went to Michelle and said, hey. I'm gonna. Ste- I'm feeling like I'm stepping out of corporate world. And into ministry, she's like, no, duh. Like, yeah. hello, if that's not an yeah. open door and confirmation, yeah. I don't know what is when your spouse is like, yep, yeah. I yeah. see it. I'm yeah. glad you finally got there, you know? And yeah. so the unity piece with Kevin um, played a big part into, into a confirmation of, okay, a door's got a little bit more open. You know, yeah. it didn't fly yeah. open, but it's getting a little more open. And so as I say all this of like, you know, in the waiting season, working through doors opening, closing, what does that look like? I also think really key is finishing well and staying faithful uh, where you yeah, are. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's great. So it's yeah.
0: really easy when you sense and you know it's from God and yeah. you know you're supposed to be moving away to just like shut that door. Yeah, yeah. Like God doesn't call us to shut the door. He's going to open and he's going to shut. It's yeah. not our job. Right. And so I, I look at like I still worked my tail off right. where I was. I knew something was coming. I knew changes were happening. And this was even before like conversation started. So then conversations start. So then you get even more excited about what's next, but that does not give me any right to not finish well and not press on and continue where I'm at and, um, and leave well and, yeah. and stay faithful where I'm still planted in that as I finish out the race for, for that leg.
2: That's great. Um, that's great.
0: so that's kind of one of my things. I think Closed doors also can be like super obvious, like "oh, you didn't get the job." Great, <laughs> thank you. Boom, yeah. shut in my face, yeah. you know. But then there's super subtle things, like I said, if if you have a confidant, like a mentor or your spouse or whatever, and there's not unity, mm-hmm. that's so that important. is so great. Yeah. God's way of saying this might be me shutting shutting the door, you yeah. know. And I think unity is a big one. I think um, I think a spirit of unsettled or a check in your spirit like something doesn't feel like that peace is such a to me and my life has always been Mm -hmm. a continue to like step towards an open door if i'm feeling a peace in everything i i do um and so one thing i do practically is i have a candid conversation with god and i and i'm like hey i'm feeling like this is from you (laughs) so i'm gonna keep walking down this road you know but please if i am off slam it in my face yeah. like you know what i mean yeah. but until yeah. i feel a check otherwise i'm feeling like and again i continually check in with kevin yeah. like are we still feeling this like is this still the right way to go and and so i those are kind of some things that i think there, cool. but i think most importantly is stay faithful where you are yeah. and finish well that's great. even if you see something else coming
1: faithful where you are yeah that's so so important you said so many so many great things just kind of want to Uh, sit in for a little bit because this is like I think we could sum up all of like what's my purpose and career and like with am I good for it am I not good for it is it open is it closed and like you're talking about peace you're talking about stirring which are like feelings right Mm -hmm. like we talk all the time we don't follow our feelings but like our feelings are real and they're valuable and God gives them and you know we're talking about unity and talking about just like faithfulness Um, Pastor Brent would you want to maybe speak into like that season of your life where there was you were leaving uh, yeah 20 plus year, I mean, yep. we're talking to, to most of our people are, are young It's like, longer than than a lot of us have, have been, you know, living in certain capacities, like, leading and doing one thing, and then making
2: the, is this door really open, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to go through it. Absolutely. Um, a lot of what Brittany just talked about is exactly what I walked through, I and mean, I just, what I've learned is anything that takes me out of what is normal to me, so... If I'm not typically an anxious person, but I mm-hmm. find myself really anxious, yeah, then I'm stepping back. I'm pausing. If I, I, I might find not myself up to the table today, if I we- if <laughs> I walk in that, but if I when I'm when <laughs> I'm amazing. seriously praying about open doors, closed doors, I'm like, if I feel tension and I feel pressure, then I'm not doing it. I'm pausing because that's not from the Lord mm-hmm. right. and that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not pressure. The Holy Spirit does not put tension. The Holy Spirit does not cause anxiety, none of that. Right. right. So if any hint of any of that yeah. is in it, I just stop. I'm like, all right, I'm not moving. And waiting is hard. So hard. It's really, really hard. But so I had to I had to figure out what to do while I wait. And that this season that, that we're talking about was really a three-year season for me between when I knew what God was telling me to do and what I was supposed to go to, and the door was open. But I couldn't go through it yet because yeah. there was so much I had to finish in the corporate world yeah. with the position I was in and, and the companies that were going on. So um, I would get away and spend lots of quiet time, which I know is just so we say that all the time. But really, I needed to, I needed the noise to die down so yep, I could hear clearly. Off. And in those moments, I remember like complete peace facing mm. like one of the hardest doors I was going to walk through. But complete peace, the tension went away, the anxiety went away. When I got closer to the noise, all that stuff started stirring up again. And that was the enemy using yeah. mm-hmm. using that against me. Um, so that season for me was, was very clear, very hard, and there were steps that had to be taken along the way. So I couldn't rush right into the open door. I knew that I had to do some things to get to that door. And really, it was a lot of going back, saying, all right, Lord, today, I need to figure out what step to take today to That's get great. closer to that. If I think back to sessions, Ryan said, um, he has two questions. He said, what makes you more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. What moves you a step closer to your calling? And I remember in that time, I didn't have those questions. Right. <laughs> no one shared yeah, that right. with me. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> but Would have been nice. But I can <laughs> see where God was doing that. Yeah. He's like, hey, today take this step. And even though it was hard, I was at peace. Mm-hmm. The anxiety was gone. And I knew that that's the step I had to take that day. And that meant having you know conversations with clients that I was no longer going to be their person, Mm -hmm. but I needed them to stay with the company. You know, like along the way, there were there were staff members that I led directly for 10 plus years that I had to go and say, hey, I'm not leading you anymore, but don't leave the company because you need to stay here. Yeah. So like each day, one of those, uh, there was peace in that there was clarity in that the anxiety left and went away. And I can look back now and say, because each step brought me closer to my calling yeah, and brought me closer to Jesus mm. in those yep. conversations. So um, I would just challenge you, if you're in one of those, find a way to get away and get some, like you said, it was the cruise and it was that disconnect. You disconnected from the noise mm-hmm. of normal everyday life yep. that we get so wrapped up in and we actually let that speak to our decision or mm-hmm. towards that door and we can't. Mm. we can't we have to disconnect and complete and that's when god will bring clarity and say hey this has been in the way you need to you need to pause from this or take a step back from that and it could be really good stuff everything i was doing was really good right it just was a season for me to step away from it Mm
1: -hmm. such great stuff another question similar vein but i just i think it's so important to reinforce Uh, some of the truth that that both of you are speaking to this. Brittany, if you you could answer this one. What does God's affirmation look like when he is redirecting us from a certain path to another? So really, when you're going from here to here, what does God's affirmation on your life look like? I know you said some of those words, but if you could just kind of speak to some of those. I think
0: peace is a big one. Um, You know, you and I love what Pastor Brandon just said about, you know, anxious feelings, fear. That's obviously not. Mm-hmm. of God and not that's of our enemy mm-hmm. and so like that's a you know not right. not what we want to walk in so any any of those things are um so I think peace is is great um I said before like unity in in the people that matter in your life or that are the big decisions are affecting yep. um unity amongst th- those people um I look back on you know how many times I think like a Look back is always helpful because sometimes we don't see it as we're walking through it. Like all the things that I've unpacked ever since I watched sessions or just, you know, chatting and of going, oh, yeah, back then. And and like how Pastor Brandon shared, you know, his calling has been clear when we look back, Um, just the importance of looking back. So I, I even think through, you know, my transition to Christ Fellowship and there have been so many ways God has continued to show mm. me two years later mm-hmm. how right of a move that well, was. Yeah. He's continued to, you know, and that not even because I'm ever questioning it, I'm sure. not, I never have once, but just like, oh, by the way, COVID came. You wanted time like, with your family. T- if t- I was still working in healthcare, that would have been non existent. I don't know personally with Kevin's role thought. here at the church how we would have navigated that season. Mm. Um, I'm a very loyal person. And that was one of the things that I think kept me in at my previous job for so long because my loyalty to the people and my love for the people, too. And, you know, all the people I reported to no longer work there. Wow. And the people I was most loyal to left within a handful of time of me leaving not. Not because of me or anything like that, but just transitions and higher leadership and that kind of stuff. And it's not the, the place that I was. And so all these things that kept me there were stripped away. And I'm looking back going, wow, if he didn't see m- much further right. down the road than I did, I'm only looking like step two, step three. But just, you know, constantly looking back, um, understanding that he's going to continue to, if you're walking where he, in, mm-hmm. in the path that he wants you to walk in, he's going to continue to reaffirm yep. that along the way even if you don't need it because you yeah. know you're you're where you should be.
1: Yep. Yeah. So so great. I mean, I keep hearing we're, you're talking about 3 years, you're talking about you know 5, 10, 20 years. We're talking about a lot of years of of yep. life in this conversation. I think it's so easy just to just be like, I want the quick fix. Yep. I want to hop on Instagram and be like, "Oh, there's my calling." I want to hop on like TikTok, "Oh, there's my purpose right there." But you're you're talking about years and years, you're talking about waiting. And I just know this is so true as as uh, as a young adult there can be this pressure, um, of like, why aren't I there yet? Why why aren't I there yet? And so there's a question I would love for both of you to, um, attack and and give some encouragement to The question, uh, is this, what would you say to a young person who aspires to be further along in their career or their dream job? Um, than they are, you know, they're, what do you say? Like, I just want to be where I feel like
2: I should be, but I'm not there. What do I do? Yeah. So good question. Um, I would just want to know where the pressure is coming from. Yeah. Like why do you why are you under so much pressure? Like get somebody older than you, get somebody younger than you, that's get get a few people around you. And one thing we didn't talk about, I would say accountability is huge. And who who's who are you talking to that's challenging you in the right way? Like yeah. who's really diving in and saying Hey, man, are you in the word? What's hey. the root of that? Yeah. That and and they can, because sometimes I'll just be honest. Over the years, I've got accountability partners and sometimes they've changed. But I've got one that has been my accountability partner for 17 years. He knows me. Wow. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. There's no games. So when I go in there and I'm all spun up about something, he's like, hey, sit down, take a break. <laughs> We're going to talk through it. But you're off. You're yeah. off a couple degrees. And then we talk about it. and I'm like, oh, you're right. OK, I miss that. So I would just say to this this young person, number one, don't rush. Because God's timetable will never make sense to you. For sure. If I look back on the years, that's one thing I can look back and say, I don't understand the timetable on any of this <laughs> stuff. But I can see clearly why, why it happened that way. And again, why why do you feel under so much pressure? What is the hurry? Enjoy where you're at. Yeah. Enjoy what you're doing. You know, I just had this conversation with my daughter. She's 21. She's about to graduate college. She's in her final semester. She was trying to do this like ridiculous amount of credit hours to get done i'm like for what what do you want to hurry for like you tell you're telling me you're enjoying it you're having the time of your life so stay another semester and and enjoy Mm -hmm. yourself like why where's the pressure coming from and she couldn't identify it and i said then it's not real pressure it's fake pressure so that young person i would just say look for what you're missing what are you what are you what could you be totally enjoying right now What could you be, like, having the time of your life doing? What could fuel you for the future that you're letting go right by because you're too much pressure about not being where you think you should be? Yeah, God's got you there for a reason. Like, there's something you still need to learn. There's something you still need to get your hands on. There's something that you still need to put in your toolbox so that when you move forward, you're prepared for what's next. Start looking for that. Instead of looking for what's next, look for what's now. Yeah,
0: I think— you're such an encourager, but like for me, I'm kind of like black and white when it comes to certain things. And this is like, there's so much power in the grind. And that's like a lost art nowadays, I feel like of like grinding from the bottom up and just doing your time for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term and, and understanding, I, you know, to refer back again to pastor Brandon, when you were sharing your story of like, when you didn't get that job you know when you thought you were next in line and your dad gave it to somebody else first but all that grinding and how much equity you gained over that time and the tools that you were able to put in your toolbox and how much more that time prepared you and so i think we all at times want to be further down the road and of course the comparison game is terrible and you know even i still struggle we all still struggle with it at times it creeps in i'm thinking about when i was asked to be here today all i started to do is like what the heck do I know about leadership? And, you know, pastor James has read 500 books yesterday. Like, what do I, you know, like I, you know, yeah. you start to it's run and then I'm like, yeah. wait a second, slow your roll, yeah. you know, get in check. You have done some things like you're, That's you right. know, you may not be as far as far along, you know, and you may, there's always room for growth, yeah. but just the power of like grinding out and what that does for like relationship building relationship equity. Yeah. Um, yeah. over time I, I look at like, in my career, there's been times where I've had to lead just strictly through my relationships because I didn't have a position of any sort of authority, but because I would never do it, like ask anybody to do anything that I wasn't willing to do mm-hmm. and just grind at whatever was put in front of me, being faithful in the small things, no task is above, you know, what I was willing to do. And just the art and the beauty of like living in that moment of like, yeah, we'll get there eventually. But if we're always, how do I get there? How do I get there? We're missing all the little things along the way, the stepping stones that will make you yeah. so much more successful when you get there um, if you don't so grind along the way. Yeah, that's
1: great. The art of the grind Yeah. over here and then on this side, like, hey, like release the pressure yeah. and yeah. enjoy. Like not one or the other, like like both. Absolutely. It's like for, for people who are listening and even as I'm listening and processing, I'm going like, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And then of course, of course, um, it can't just be one or the other. That's, that's so helpful. So, so helpful. Uh, la- last question that we'll close with, um, uh, Brittany, if you want to lead with this, what's one final thing that you would say to a young adult today about leadership and purpose or really any other, you know, just piece of advice on your heart that you'd like to kind of leave. Yeah. With?
0: Um, I would say a couple of things, try to the comparison game, obviously, I mean, we live in highlight real life now, so Mm -hmm. it's hard not to, but, um, God has designed you specifically, you know, in the race he wants you to run Mm -hmm. and running your own race and running it hard and running it well and not, you know, getting distracted, um, by what other people's giftings are. And, Oh, I wish I had that. Um, you know, everybody is designed specifically so that we can all move the mission forward yeah. and it's all so important. Um, but I think like one key leadership thing is that like the key to leadership is self-leadership and, mm-hmm. and that's so important. And that's something that I have struggled with for sure in my career of not leading myself well and then looking back and trying to point fingers at like things that went wrong and I'm like, whoa, 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 still your role like mm-hmm. yeah. if I would have just taken ownership of my own Mm. leadership journey and led myself well, maybe I wouldn't have gotten there. And I'll never forget like just interviewing for the role here at Christ Fellowship and, you know, sharing some of the frustrations and some of the cycles I, and uh, that I had gotten myself into in my previous career. Um, One of the pastors I was interviewing with just called me on the carpet and said, if you don't lead yourself well, Mm -hmm. you're going to create, that storm, regardless of where you work. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Like, I don't set clear boundaries. I, you know, I jump into things. I'm a yes, not a yes person in in the sense that I say yes to everything, but like, I am like an instant responder to things. Well, I'm now setting an expectation that if you text me at 2 a.m., you're gonna get a response. And when you don't respond at 2 a.m., then I feel like I failed you. So like, just Mm -hmm. setting clear expect, you know, boundaries and leading yourself well, because again, if you don't lead your if it doesn't start with you it doesn't matter if you're in ministry it doesn't matter if you're in corporate america it doesn't matter if you're at the bottom of the totem pole the top of the totem pole Fantastic. the left totem pole or the right totem pole yeah. like you can sp- you can create the same storm in every place you go if you're not leading yourself
2: that's sharp that's but, sharp that's okay. so good yeah i totally agree lead yourself well first um before you can ever try to lead someone else but man i would just want to say be patient yeah. i would want to say be patient right where you are I would say make sure you're enjoying what you're doing. Love what you're doing. It's not going to be what you do for the rest of your life. It's not going to be what you do, maybe in three or four months from now, but I would say enjoy what you're doing. I would also say don't believe that all the ministry happens on this side Yeah. in the ministry world because yeah. you actually have so much more opportunity in the corporate world, in the for college, sure. yeah. in your school, wherever you're at, to be, you know, to be an example, to be the light of Jesus where you are. And not to be cl- – cliche but shine where you're at like don't miss the opportunity we get so caught up in what's next Mm -hmm. we miss what's now and I I can look back over so many times where I look back and be like man I wish I wouldn't have missed that because I was so focused on what was next I missed what was now and that's the generation in the the world we live in right now they want you so focused on what's next you get distracted from where you're at right Mm -hmm. now And I just, I see relationships that when I did slow down and really took time to recognize where I was at, it's changed where I got to go Yeah. because of those, those connections, those relationships, um, corporate is in corporate world's amazing. The only reason I switched is because that's what, that's where God took me on my journey. My journey is not your journey. Your journey is going to look very different than mine, but enjoy it. And, and I would just say, don't try to do someone else's journey. For sure. So many times, social media, Instagram, all that stuff that we see now, you get to see someone else's journey You're like, but if I only had that journey, I would say you'd probably be miserable mm-hmm. because <laughs> that's not your journey. Mm-hmm. And when I, I'll just take it real quick back to mine. When I got off a couple degrees and I chased position yep. and pay over what God had planted me, yep. I was one of the most miserable people you you could ever imagine. And that's not me. People would say, oh, man, I love being brown. He's so funny. He's, like you said, you're such an encourager. There were several years that was not me. Yeah. And people were like, what is wrong with you? What was wrong with me is I tried to be someone else's journey. I tried to do what someone yeah. else was doing, and I looked at them and, and went after that. And it was only like a real moment, quiet moment, where God was like, you're off. You're off track. I have this for you, and you'll be happy when you do this. You just got to keep looking after what that is for you. And it's going to be different. Don't let your journey be dictated by someone else's journey. Yeah.
0: I think also don't beat yourself up when you're doing reflect. Like, I I feel the same way as you. There's moments where I was so out of whack, like, and I was not myself. And I could sit there and be like, oh, you're a terrible mom during that season. You're a terrible friend during that season. But, like, knowing that where I'm at now, I'm so much more appreciative Mm -hmm. because I walked through that. I have that, like, gratitude that i didn't yeah. have before and even just like my journey of being so closely involved with christ fellowship for so many years before coming on staff just if i wouldn't have walked through those last three years of corporate america like this would have never happened yeah. and and this i would never be where i'm at now and so just appreciating every setback you know yeah. as you reflect yeah. and knowing that that was a learning lesson don't beat yourself up
2: yeah yeah you know, that's so true. I, and I want to say that, too. Like I, I don't regret one moment, even yeah. the hard times, because I look at what God did with that. Yeah. Like where he took me in my personal leadership and my, you know, corporate leadership, all the different and my ministry leadership. Like he took me to new places because of those. And that's why I love this conversation. I love being able to talk to young adults that are processing this because I want to use my story and say, hey, I really blew it here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an opportunity. You don't have to do this. You can, you can make a different choice and, and experience something different. Oh, so much great stuff. Pastor Brandon, thank you so much yeah.
1: for, for your wisdom. Brittany, thank you so much. So much valuable insights uh, on leadership, and on life, and uh, really grateful for you taking some time out of your Absolutely. day to, to hang out with thank us. Thank you for having The peace. Young Adulting Podcast. Well, Sessions, listeners, if you haven't watched Sessions, yes. go back on YouTube, watch it, share it, like it comment and all the things and do me a favor, send this talk, send this link to somebody that you know needs clarity around purpose, clarity around calling, clarity around what God has put them on this planet to do. And, uh, we'd be so grateful. So other than that, we love you and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting.
0: Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us
2: on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.